1: Uh, Lane Cornwell, who finally made his way back behind the wheel of a uh, dirt track car on Sunday night. And uh, Lane, how you doing, bud? Oh,
2: can't complain too much about yourself.
1: Doing good. A little warm, but whatever. It's fun.
2: Yeah, it's that time of year. It's supposed to be that way, I guess.
1: (laughs) That's true. That is very true. All right. How long was
0: your vacation from behind the wheel?
2: Um... I would say thinking about it now it was probably close to two years almost on the nose so it had been a
0: while. Yeah I I know you didn't disappear from the track because I saw you at Eagle on a regular basis but uh, yeah
2: I guess in in my time off I kind of enjoyed helping my buddy Adam Wasserman with his car and kind of being a crew guy and it was just honestly you know racing so dang hectic and takes up a lot of your time it was almost kind of enjoyable being off but I will say it did feel good to be
0: back behind the wheel on on Sunday. And you're still in school and everything right?
2: Yeah I graduated in May and I'm going back one for one more uh one more season of football or as most everybody else keeps telling me one more season of torture but that's all
0: right. It's not torture if you're on the field. If you're on the bench it's
2: torture. If you're on the field it's fun. Yeah it's uh I enjoy being on the field. That's for sure, because I've I've been on both situations: been on the bench, been on the field, and it would it's much more enjoyable when you're on the field, even if it is 100 degrees out at two o'clock in the afternoon. But that's all right.
0: Yeah, you get to take out a lot of frustrations on that guy sitting
1: across from you.
2: That's for dang sure.
1: <laughs> for those that don't know, what position do you play in uh, in the fo- in football?
2: Uh, I am an offensive tackle. Uh, I have been both sides of the line. I think I've alternated every single year. So my offensive line coach kind of calls me a Swiss Army knife, but I think he's being kind of generous. I just show (laughs) up, do my job and go home.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, I'm just kind of looking through your profile and you've been 75 on the football team, 14 and 97 on the racetrack and then you debuted a brand new race car on Sunday, uh, paying tribute to Pan- Tanner Pelster in the 11T car.
2: That is correct. Yeah, you're right. Uh, high school, I was 75. Football. College, I've been 76. Started out as 97 because that was my dad's car And when he raced uh, back in the day, uh, and then we went to 14 uh, to honor Ron Grape after he was he tragically passed a few years back, and then, yeah, uh, the 11T was for Tanner. Uh, him and I were actually high school classmates and really, really good friends uh, all through high school. Uh, we kept in touch really well through the racetracks. I mean, really, he was kind of how I got my start in racing. Uh, you know, he he got a car our freshman year, and I helped him as a pit crew the whole that whole first year and it kind of gave me the itch to get in the car myself so then I was in a car right after the year after he was Um, and then you know we were we were like brothers from another mother uh, you know we did a lot together uh, had a lot of good times uh, and that was uh, definitely not news I wanted to hear back in 2021 especially in the times I was going through but uh, you know it's that event that they put on uh, the Pelster Memorial, I was disappointed. I couldn't make it last year, but you know how it goes with racing costs money. And sometimes you don't have it and that's just the way it was last year, but I was happy to help as a track official. And it was really, uh, really good to get back on the track, especially for that event. And, you know, we, we enjoyed it. You know, the results might not have been what we wanted, but, uh, Tanner's mom D is always talking about how there's, uh, Tanner's always giving her signs. Well, we might not in a, in a normal aspect, you know, finishing where we didn't uh, might not have been the best thing. But uh, we came home eleventh on Sunday, so that was uh, pretty cool.
1: That's pretty awesome.
0: <laughs> well, I I think that's very respectable for just getting out, knocking the rust off.
2: Yeah, I mean, you could definitely tell. You know, that was we had fallen so far behind getting this car put together that it, you know, it kind of took a while to get it done. So we actually I hadn't actually turned a lap in that car until hot laps on Sunday night you know it felt pretty good the heat race we were definitely a little too loose getting in you know like I said that was new car and you know driver being rusty but yeah I mean we'll uh we'll take what we can get in a big show like that you know 11th is pretty pretty good you know considering the the talent that was there and the competition we were up against and you know it was a it was a good night for racing it was a good night to get back out there and
0: excited to keep going this year I I remember when uh was it a graduation present from your dad is that kind of what the deal was because I just remember his post and supposedly it was a secret that didn't keep a secret very long
2: yeah uh you know it was uh I, I think he calls it a graduation present but uh uh it, you know it I found it weird, you know, cause we, you know, me and dad, we both ever since we crashed an Eagle and got kind of destroyed a couple of years ago, we kind of have a love hate relationship with that place. So it's like, we kind of want to go back there cause we know we can compete and do well and have success. But at the same time I've seen what that track can do to some race cars and it's not exactly something that brings it wants to bring us back. But, uh, I thought it was, uh, kind of strange when dad was asking me, you know, if, is Adam going to race this weekend? I said, yeah, probably. He said, you going to go? I said, yeah, more than likely, because we were still in school at that time. And, and I was like, well, he's like, all right, well, that's cool. And, you know, I kind of thought it was like, that's kind of strange. You never really asked that before. And then he, uh, you know, he, all of a sudden I, when I, I go into Eagle that Saturday, well, I see somebody with one of my racing shirts on, I was like, you oh, know, that, uh, that looks like dad, he's up to something. <laughs> and you know it was it was cold, colder that night. You know, beginning of the season, everything's usually pretty cold, and he's not usually wanting to sit around in the cold. But he uh, mentioned something about going up and talking to to Johnny Sadoff, and you know, I, it's like, all right, I'm catching on here. i just not going to say anything in case it is a quote unquote surprise, and you know, we, well, uh, and,
1: and God forbid you're wrong like you know. yeah that would have that would have kind of you're giving me a race car and he's like no no <laughs> no I, I guess <laughs> not
2: <laughs> but yeah so we uh we went and talked to Johnny and we kind of kind of floated around it a little bit and then you know I kind of turned to walk away and dad kind of snuck behind the trailer to follow Johnny I guess and they uh they kind of made the deal right there and uh then Couple days I think the following Tuesday, I was at school and he's like, Yeah, come on down and get a burrito with me and Garrett. I was like, What the hell is he doing in Crete on a Tuesday? <laughs> and and I walk in, think nothing of it. He's like, Well, did you see it? I was like, see what the car is like, Oh, you bring the Lincoln down. It's like, no, go back out and look. And there sat a chassis off on the east end of the parking lot. I was like, Well, crap.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm not and retired I, anymore. Nope. And I told him
2: I told him straight away, I was like, I kind of had you figured out but uh i wasn't going to say anything kate didn't want to hurt your feelings or nothing but i was excited about it too i I knew it was going to take a lot of work but then he kind of told us of the plan to kind of get it out for the pelster memorial race and so that was kind of kind of the motivating factor behind it and getting it ready to roll
0: yeah they uh they're they're a chore if you're just starting from a bare chassis i've done that deal and that's a chore Yes. yes they
2: are absolutely and you know, get trying to get stuff to from the old cars onto the new car. You know, just about everything takes some kind of adjustment or modification. It's like, oh my lord, this is ever going to end.
0: Yeah, well, then if you had to buy some new parts, being able to get the parts could have been a problem, and
2: mm-hmm. you know, there's
0: a lot going yeah. on. So building a new car now would have had to have been a problem.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a chore. It took a long time. It took a lot of hours. A lot of sweat. A lot of cussing, but that seems pretty, pretty standard for the course. But
0: uh, you didn't mention beer
2: in there. I'm sure it took a beer or two. <laughs> I tell you what, I the first <laughs> couple nights I brought over a 12 pack, and you know I was so hot and miserable by the end of the day that it just. I think by the time the six week period was over, that we kept going over to Iowa to work on the car before we could bring it home. I might have had three of those 12 down, and it. I mean, it just being irritated enough. Because it was just so dang hot and constantly making adjustments, they just didn't flow that well.
0: <laughs> uh huh. And you, know, you we just when you were talking about putting it all together, you you forgot to mention the beer. I knew it was in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were they
2: were
1: there. They just didn't go down very very plentiful, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> talking with Lane Cornwell, sticking with the eleven T number for the season for the time being.
2: Uh, yeah, we're gonna finish out the season with the eleven T. I might potentially next year do, do something else with it. Um, I'll, I'll talk with, with D and Delmer again, and they were gracious enough to let me run that number this year. And I might have another idea up my sleeves, uh, to, for next year. Cause that, uh, that car that we designed this year, uh, each side is a tribute to one of his, one of his previous cars. I know, The right side was his hobby stock and or one of his hobby stocks I know Dee said that was her favorite scheme and the the left side was the his most recent one with those green letters and then the the roof had uh the roof was a all blue car that he had red lettering on so we put that on the roof and every uh every aspect of that car has something to do with some sort of color scheme or or something to do with one of his past cars. And I'm just grateful enough to have known him to been his friend and be able to pay tribute to him the best of way, best of way I knew how. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: And how awesome was it that, you know, you probably get to sit in the pits and look at a packed grandstand. And I think Ryan probably said to me a couple of times, this is probably the most tickets we've ever we've sold to a race since I've worked here.
2: Yeah. It's uh you know, last year in that first one, you know, there, I don't know if there was an empty seat in the house and I think it was the same way on this past Sunday. And it was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how many people are here. You know, it, it really makes you appreciate, you know, how many people or how many lives, you know, Tanner affected throughout his 24 years on, on earth and, and being able to, to see that all come to kind of fruition. And, you know, last year seeing it from an official standpoint and then this year seeing it from a driver standpoint, it's just, I don't, uh, I, I couldn't ask for a better way to pay tribute to them each and every year. And hopefully that event gets, uh, gets bigger as the years come on, you know, like Ryan said, I think earlier we're still working on tweaks for coming of, or for the coming years, but I think that event's only going to grow and get bigger as, as the years move forward.
0: Hey, I got a, a quick question about Tanner since you were good friends. Do you know is he related or part of the Pelster family that produced all those boxers? I want to say they were out of the West Point area, but I'm not positive.
2: Uh I can't say for sure. I do know I have heard stories that that his uncles were uh they were they were fighters, and I, I want to say maybe that was that was the case. I know uh his family's pretty much all from the up and up in petersburg just 13 miles north of here in albion but uh you know i've i've heard stories you know i don't know if anything was ever sanctioned or not or if it was just them pelster boys or what what the deal was but
0: uh the ones i'm talking about the, the only first name that comes to mind is roger and i know he's in the uh he's in colorado now but uh he was like uh A runner up in the national golden gloves a couple of times and stuff like that. I mean, these guys were legitimate boxers. And I know, I guess went pro. There was a whole bunch of them from up in that area, a whole bunch of bells.
2: Yeah, I guess I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on that. I want to say I have heard something along those lines. I just, uh, I never
0: really, it sounds like. So,
2: yeah, it it, it, could, they sure, they sure could have been. Like I said, that might be something I, uh, Ask Delmer the next time I see him or whenever we get to sit down and chat uh, the next time. And sounds kind of like it might be an interesting story if
0: he knows anything about it. Might have been one of his brothers or cousins or something.
2: It sure could have been, that's for sure.
1: All right. Lane, uh, uh, we've talked to you several times as a driver, but I know you mentioned it earlier that last year for the Pelster, Pelster Memorial, you were an official um, I think I even caught wind that you might've called some races earlier this year as an announcer. And uh, you're also singing the national Anthem. Um, what exactly can't you do?
2: Oh, there's a lot of stuff I can't do, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I don't know the, I don't know the, the national Anthem thing kind of came about last year. Um you know, I thought it would be kind of cool to do it kind of just to add to Tanner's night. And then I got such a positive response for it. Um, so I decided that if it all works out that, uh, I I'll probably do it every year there. Um, and then, you know, Bobby Lincoln over at us 30, he's been, uh, he's been kind of asking me quite a bit about be announcing, uh, you know, with, with Ryan and his twins coming next year, he's not going to be, able to announce near as much as he is this year. Um, and I think Bobby would kind of maybe want me to go up in the booth with, with Anthony next year, possibly. Mm-hmm. So he's put me with Ryan a couple of nights where Anthony's had SLMR duties and in in that too, you know, maybe Anthony will have those duties next year and maybe he'll have me do the call myself. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard pretty good things from that. You know, maybe that's just people blowing smoke up my butt, but, uh, that Bobby keeps asking me back. So I'll, uh, I'll keep doing it as much as, uh, as much as he wants me to. And then, uh, you know, as far as the officiating thing, uh, they were kept looking or they wanted to keep me, the Albion wanted to keep me involved in racing, even though it wasn't as a driver. And they, uh, they just kept asking me to come back and, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of neat to see the sport from that, that side of things. I've been, been a turn official. I've been on the flag stand. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting to see that side of things especially since usually them are the one those are the people that are the drivers are going to when they're pissed off about something so it's uh interesting to hear it from the other side of the fence and what we think and you know the calls that we make and why we make them and or or why we made it and it's uh definitely brings a lot more respect to uh what the what the officials do on one side and you know everybody's human everybody makes mistakes you know I've made them on both sides as a driver and as an official and it's just uh something that we got to live with we try
0: not to make them but uh it, it happens oh go put that tech hat on do that for a summer then tell me who gets yelled at the most <laughs> yeah.
2: i'll leave that to the other folks <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good all right uh let's see what else we get to talk about um uh, but he's got to list off all them people that help him because I know. Yeah, the yeah, most- yeah. Let's talk about those sponsors.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, first and foremost, I got to thank my dad. You know, without him, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, uh, probably wouldn't be in racing at all. Uh, you know, he was my influence, but especially this year, you know, him going out and, and buying the car and you know, he pretty much owns it and I'm owns it everything this year, and I'm just his driver. Um, uh, then I got to thank uh, my mom and my stepdad, Kevin, as you know, they, they helped me out a bunch. Uh, then I got uh, Wade Pfeiffer, Dash Farms, Cornwall Family Farms, Ryan Cornwall Trucking, uh, the Farmers Co-op Association, Lindsay and Lyle Herkenbach, uh, Dave Noble and Ag Venture, Evan Eicher, uh, Land and Pork, uh, local hog farmer I used to work with, uh, my grandma and grandpa Cornwall. Uh, they, they help me, they've helped me out almost every year. I've been doing this, uh, PBR, uh, Plowman brothers racing. Uh, Tim was a big part of how we got this car put together. He was, he was who we kept going to, to get, uh, get the car done. Uh, cause he told us he'd help us and he did, he did everything he could. Uh, Paul Weeder farms, uh, you know, they, that's my, uh, my other grandpa. And, you know, when. We were kind of down on our luck. He gave us a place to store the car, you know, and work on it. And so it, that's been a great help. Um, thank the the Pelster family for sure uh, for allowing me to run Tanner's number, allowing them to, or allow basically, I mean, you thank them for, for giving us Tanner and, and allowing us to honor him the best way we can. Um, and then, uh, that car, that car wouldn't look as good as it did without the help of, uh, Gregor graphics and Cedar Rapids. Uh, Cindy put a lot of time in, in one day to get that thing, re- uh, decaled and, and ready to go. Uh, so it wouldn't look good without her. And then, uh, lastly, I got to thank jet chassis. Thank Johnny for working with my dad so well to get me a car. You know, I know he builds safe stuff. Luckily we haven't had to put that to the test yet, but it's real early in the career with this car, but, uh. Hopefully, we don't have to test it too much, but yeah, I think uh, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. Um, you know, I think
0: we got one person, but I could be wrong. Uh-oh. Your, uh, your little brother there?
2: Oh yeah, Garrett. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> you know he's he's been a lot busier with uh, he's been a lot busier with wrestling. You know, doing summer workouts and stuff, but he still tries to help as much as he can. Uh, my sister and her boyfriend they made the trip up up to Iowa a couple of times to help us work on the car. Uh, and, then then I guess, lastly, my girlfriend too, you know, everybody seems, you know, things got to go wrong, haywire, whatever you want to call it. You know, some of us tend to get a little, uh, little mad, a little pissy, a little, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, she's been, she's been more than an angel to put up with my crap when I, when I turn into a butthead, but, uh, I, and I, I appreciate her every day for that because uh, not too many people I think would stick around when a race car driver turns into a jerk like I potentially can, but uh, she has, and I, I love her for it and I thank her every day for it. So
0: she, she's the one that goes out in the yard and finds the wrenches you threw and stuff like that.
2: <laughs> nah, no, I think, uh, I think she makes me do that. You're going to throw them, you go pick them up, but uh, just don't <laughs> throw them at me. <laughs> how'd you her? uh actually uh eagle raceway last year i think was when we met
1: Mm, uh welcome
2: yeah (laughs) take credit where credit's due i guess but even
1: uh, if it's not new i'll take it
2: (laughs) yeah it was it was kind of strange i I had a couple t-shirts that i was that i had to give to people um and then went up to the the high rise and was sitting there talking to bobby lincoln he's like you know bobby being bobby every everybody's his girlfriend so he's like let me introduce you to my girlfriend you know we, they introduce each other and then or introduce us to each other and didn't think much of it and then we kind of i saw i saw she was at the pelster memorial race last year and we kind of talked a little bit and then uh
0: you asked her to cheat her on bobby and she said okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then uh we were going to go to a figure eight race, I think, on uh, the Friday before Su- silver dollar nationals last year. And I, uh, I was like, man, I thought Beatrice was off this week. I said, I, cause I thought they were off for silver dollar nationals. And she's like, well, why don't we just go up there? All right. <laughs> so that was kind of our first date was up at Beatrice in the pits. And then, uh, we went to silver dollar Dat- nationals the next day and, uh, the rest is history. I suppose.
1: Fantastic. Been together about a year.
2: Yeah, we will uh, – We, surprisingly enough, we will celebrate our one-year anniversary at the uh, 12th and final Imperial Tiles Silver Dollar Nationals.
1: God damn, got that sponsor in there. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> I can't I get some of my think. announcers to do that at the speed. He's I- <laughs> he probably going yeah, he to send Joe a bill. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead send and the send Kusensky it. boys we'll, a bill. Yeah, go ahead and send it. We'll see if <laughs> Joe pays it or not. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I just, I love seeing that on Facebook. That's how it's built. And I was like, that's just kind of how I rattled off. You know, if, if Bobby wants to be, me to be an announcer, I kind of rattle it off kind of that way anyway. So it's yeah. always fun.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it uh, and it sucks it's going to be the last one, but um, I guess it's got to come to an end sometime. At least as far as I understand it, they're being very clear that it is the final one at I-80 Speedway.
2: Yeah, it, it does suck. Because I, I mean, I kind of started getting into it a couple of years ago. And I've had a good time ever since. But like you said, everything's got to come to an end at one point. And you know the old adage is all good things must come to an end. And it's definitely a good thing. And it sucks, but uh, you just hope that uh, hope that that's maybe not the start of a domino effect of potential of other tracks around. But uh, you know, I, I respect I respect Joe and Steve and their and all their families for what they've done for the sport over countless years. And you know that I think you know i've heard in your interviews with them before you know they've they've earned that retirement they've more than paid their dues to the racing community and and uh you know if it truly is the last year you know i wish them nothing but the best and uh, i hope they enjoy their retirement and enjoy their time with their families that they've uh, kind of been taken away from them all these years and you know i just wish them happiness after they're done
0: yeah well, it, it, you need to get over there if you haven't run there before you at least need to go over and one, run one night you could say you ran there
2: yeah we uh we actually we ran the charlie clark a couple years ago oh, all, right. all right so we ran that um i would like to run the sport mod as part of the support class for the world outlaws but uh I know we have a football game the next day in Hastings and I don't know if my coaches would be too happy hearing that I went racing but uh, <laughs> that's oh. also uh they can't tell me no either but <laughs> yeah well
1: maybe, I,
0: I... Maybe, maybe check out the Cornhusker Classic.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, we can uh have to look at the schedule. I know I mean the Hastings wouldn't be wouldn't be horrible. I know I just when is the Cornhusker I guess? That's what uh, mid October? First week October? Yeah. I'd have to check our schedule and see where we're at. I mean, if it was a home game, that wouldn't be too bad. Um, if we're on the road, it might be a different question, but, uh, it'd be, it'd be nice to get over there once more, at least, uh, say we raced in the final year and, uh, just, just have some fun. You know, we're not, uh, only being out one time this year. We're not really on a set schedule this year. We're just going to kind of play it by year and, uh, you know, just kind of see where it happens. Uh, and uh, wherever the road takes us, I guess we'll uh, we'll go racing. So you're not in the top five in points
0: anywhere chasing points?
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> sir. No, sir. I, uh, I learned a few years ago that trying to chase points isn't very fun, especially when you're trying to go for a state championship and you're racing four nights a week, that kind of, Kind of sucked, and that's kind of why I I tell people all the time that uh, honestly having two years off wasn't the worst thing in the world. It wasn't like you were constantly running around trying to get cars ready for, for the weekend, and it was just kind of kind of nice to relax, you know, focus on lifting and stuff or football for them couple years, and uh, just enjoyed the enjoyed the time off, you know, kind of helping out where I'm needed and being pit crew again, and not having to carry the financial burden of one of these things for a couple years.
0: Well, you got your education, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't
2: all bad, and my focus was more on what it needed to be rather than going around in circles with a bunch of other monkeys, so.
1: <laughs> if you haven't been having to pay for a race car for the last two years, you, you've got to be rich by now.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: not with the inflation in today's <laughs> society, but that's a topic for another day and another show.
0: And <laughs> tuition.
2: And tuition, there you go. That's the... Uh, that's the big one there. It's uh nobody in their nobody in their right mind should pay that much to play football, but uh I've done it for the last four years. So uh I'm uh, <laughs> gonna be biting on that for the next 30 years. But uh <laughs> hey, not too many people can say they were a college
0: athlete, so I'm grateful for it. No, you're absolutely right. You know, I could have gone, you know, I just I quit growing as tall as I am now. I've been this doll was 14. If I'd have grown another Five or six inches, I'd have gone and played college ball somewhere just say
2: I did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh it was weird too, because I think I, I think I graduated high school at uh six four, two hundred and thirty pounds. And when I stepped into the, into college my freshman year, uh, three years later, I was six six and two hundred and sixty pounds. So I somehow after I graduated high school, I hit a growth spurt and
0: probably got bigger yet. Probably
2: beer. Oh, isn't that supposed to stunt your growth, or is that coffee? I
0: don't know. Dan, you sell liquor. What's that going to do to it?
1: prefer to not answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today I'm talking with like Cornwall, driver of the 11 T-Sport Modified. What's I know you kind of poked around a little bit. You've got some ideas of what you want to do, uh, but what, what is next on your schedule? Is there a certain date over the next couple of weeks you've got circled? Yeah. Uh, No,
2: I, I, I can't say there is, um, we might try Albion, uh, this week. Um, they're, uh, you know, they're actually doing a promotion this week where, uh, drivers get in the pits for free. And also I think fans that have their Pelster Memorial ticket can get into the stands for free. And I think anybody who doesn't, it's like a $5 entry. Mm -hmm. So, uh. So I think we might, uh, we might go there Friday. I'm not real sure yet, but uh, other than that, uh, you know, like I said, maybe, maybe we'll poke around to go into IED once or twice. Um, I don't know that that Eagle itch is still there, even though I don't want to risk another car, but, uh, race saver nationals coming up, you know, I never know. Might, uh, might wander out there. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But, uh, as far as anything set in stone, no, not really. Um, we're just going to kind of, kind of play it by ear, fly, fly by the seat of our pants and, uh, you know, see where it takes us. And, you know, if we feel like going racing, we'll go racing. If we want to sit, sit and sit around and, uh, do nothing on the weekend, we'll do that too. Um, I know there's not too many opportunities left, uh, possibly Oktoberfest. Um, maybe, maybe in Beatrice, but, uh, We'll see. I think uh, you'll have to look at the uh, look at the schedule again for that one, too, to see if that's going to contradict with football. But uh, otherwise, uh, no, we're just going to just going to kind of go as we please, I guess, for this year. And uh, we'll see what happens next year when we uh, hopefully are out running full time again.
1: Well, good deal, bud. It's always good catching up with you. And uh, if you're not in the pits working on a car, uh, make sure to swing up to the announcer's booth and say hi, whether it be I-80 or Eagle
2: absolutely that's always one of my one of my main points when i go by uh go up to eagle i usually usually try to walk by and either wave at you or flip you off whatever it is but uh
1: <laughs> both get my
2: attention <laughs> yeah they definitely do it's uh It's a uh, it's fun either way um you know it's fun that uh Maybe it's not politically correct anymore to flip people off, but, but I tell you what—that gets people's attention. And most of the time, you do it out of love. So yeah, uh, and I
1: don't care. I'm not gonna get mad at you.
2: Yeah, I. You're the not amount the, to
0: get mad at him, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
2: Honestly, working turn one in Albion, you'd you'd be surprised at probably how many of how many guys that are my friends that are drivers that you know they come out for hot laps and they got their finger out the window and I return the favor. And we just sit there and laugh <laughs> about it and no harm, no foul and. And, uh, you know, we just got to just enjoying it and, you know, trying to keep involved with racing, even though it hasn't been as a driver as much, you know, still like to be around, talk to people and, uh, just, uh, just enjoy it. Uh, enjoy it as it comes, you know, no, no real commitment, but, uh, like I said, hopefully that picks back up next year when we decide what we want to do. And, uh, Maybe I'll have a little bit more time to do things next year when I'm completely out of school. So uh, that'll be nice.
1: All right, man. It sounds like, like you'd be
2: perfect for working
0: a back gated Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> I worked a back gated Eagle. I won't be able to see the action, man. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, well, once you, one, when you get to my age, it's not that much action anymore. You pretty much seen it all.
2: Yeah, I suppose so. And I'm sure, I'm sure it'll get that way. Get that way for me. Hopefully not anytime soon because, uh, I don't know if it starts to get boring. I might just have to hang the shoes up and hopefully that doesn't come. Don't hopefully that don't come for a long time yet. So uh, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't get the privilege of living this long. So I take it as a blessing.
1: Absolutely. All right, Lane, like I said, it's always been a pleasure talking with you. We'll see you soon at the racetrack. All right, man.
2: Yes, sir. Good talking to you guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks,
1: so again, Lane Cornwell, currently driver of the 11 T sport modified throughout the area. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Man, there seems to be a lot of racing going on this weekend. Uh, not just regular weekly stuff, but some stuff that definitely worth noting. So if your plans for the weekend have not been set in stone yet, make sure you pay attention to the next turn. We're going to get you set for all the different fan appreciation nights, wingless specials, um, just uh, SLMR races, all sorts of great racing going on throughout the area. And then we'll also get you set for the NASCAR weekend to come. Uh, racing at New Hampshire. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the podcast for quite a long time and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe 4 or 5 years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. A new hard drive from Taylor Computers in Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're gonna get your same computer back but it's gonna run faster, cooler, and the battery's gonna last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back.
0: We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch.
1: Welcome back to the front stretch, rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. The official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over to the lube today for all the delicious food, sights, sounds, smells. Oh, the smells! Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs. Get over there today, enjoy some great food, and uh, why not show me a picture of you doing the triple atomic challenge to get yourself a free hat. Send a picture of it to the front stretch Facebook page. Tag the front stretch Facebook page. I think I'll see it. But uh, we'll get you a free hat from uh, from the front stretch. So, and if you overdue. happen
0: to be looking for a job, QSL is also hiring.
1: Yeah, they're definitely, and they, that's you know, if uh, did you remember what jobs are hiring for? I
0: think it was just about everything but the owner.
1: Okay, <laughs> some days Chris may be hiring that position too. <laughs> uh, I've I've always kind of contemplated about going over there and doing waitering – wait waiting waitering waiting wait staff uh because they make pretty good tips uh you work your butt off you gotta know your stuff but they make pretty good tips over there and i know chris is a good boss to work for i've always enjoyed working with him and working for him so man i've got about 39 tabs open of different things that we need to talk about today so um do you want to start off with news or do you want to start off with a weekend preview uh we can start with news boy did anybody see tyler reddick news coming
0: uh, no, no, I I thought it was a little odd. Like we talked before that he, that they announced his staying with Richard Childress for another year it was just a little bit early.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I think Richard Childress felt it was a little odd too. Uh, they put out a, a statement. We're proud of the success Tyler Reddick has found at Richard Childress racing. We're focused on winning a championship in 2022 and 2023. Although the timing of this announcement cannot be any worse.
0: Yeah. Which means whether they're either in some negotiation for sponsorship stuff, you know, maybe they were trying to line up a three year sponsorship deal or something like that. Well, now they're, you know, they might not even get one year out of it. Yeah. That's about the only thing I can really think about on there.
1: Well, and they judging by that statement, they clearly had no idea that Tyler was talking with uh, 2311 racing.
0: Yeah. It, it sounds like they were totally blindsided.
1: That's yeah. correct. But he does sign to race for twenty three eleven in twenty twenty four. So the big question is: Is he replacing Bubba? Is he replacing Kurt? Or is he going to be a third car? What do you think the most likely of the scenarios is?
0: I think he's replacing Kurt.
1: I agree completely. I think that he's going to be replacing Kurt Bush. Kurt will have an announcement probably in a couple of weeks, maybe if not last couple of races of the season stating that this will it, you know it it'll depend when the statement comes if he gets eliminated from the playoffs or doesn't make the playoffs it'll come sometime around there that 2023 will be his final season and that will be his you know uh they'll pay homage to him all season long uh if he's in the playoffs it'll be probably he's a week or two out. after he already won. he's already won oh yeah okay that's right
0: so he's it's not guaranteed because this year's been screwy, but right. right now he's qualified for the playoffs. Um but yeah, I, I think you know, you'll see him want to do a going away tour, so to speak, a going away season. Or quite possibly, I mean, he's he's got the talent. He could win the title and uh then take one more lap around, you know, one more season again as a going away, but kind of like announcing you're going away while you're on top.
1: Yeah um good move for reddick
0: um i don't know because i don't know uh you know where the uh uh what the dollar signs are but i'm sure i'm sure they're bigger than his one-year option with richard childress yeah because that's probably just a a small raise over what he's made here on his you know on his initial contract i'm sure it sounds like he had a three-year deal initially and uh, with an option here, so they took the option, which probably wasn't a big raise. And uh, that might have been the downfall is maybe, you know, I don't I don't know who he's got. I'm sure he's got an agent somewhere, but uh, his agent might have been trying to get Richard Childress to up the ante a little bit. And Richard Childress said, no, we're just going to take that option here and roll. And, and uh, that might be why they went hunting otherwise or. You know, if he was a good agent, he was probably talking to 2311 for the last six months, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I look at the performance on the racetrack, and I think that 2311's probably got a better upswing than Richard Childress Racing. Feels to me like Richard Childress Racing is still... Oh, who was I talking to about it? Oh, Rowan Mason. Um, Him and I were kind of on the same page agreeing with this, that just doesn't feel like Richard Childress Racing's got a lot of... Um, promise in their future of of championships or dominant cars or anything like that um they're good they're not terrible i don't think they're at roush fenway racing uh caliber quite yet uh as far as uh, uh, having issues but i think that that uh 2311's probably got a little bit more of an uptick to it
0: they're roush fenway seven or eight years ago when Kenseth and and carl edwards both both took a hike
1: and, and let me—you're t- uh, talking about Richard Childress or 2311?
0: Right. Yeah, right, Richard Childress.
1: Yeah, when Harvick start when Harvick left, it felt like that was the beginning of the end for Richard Childress Racing of being a dominant force. <clears throat> so, but,
0: like I said, it's been it's been several. You know, they're like I said, they're like uh, uh, Roush was when when their top two stars left. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the fact that. Toyota stole both of them, too. I mean, Toyota goes after the talent. They pay it.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, they spend a lot of money in, in, uh, in the NASCAR racing series. A lot of money.
1: I haven't had the opportunity to, to read much into this. Uh, it's been another crazy, hectic day, but. It was announced on Wednesday that Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet are going to be starting a new Sprint Car Series. See, it's a 12-race schedule with midweek races paying as high as $50,000 to win. I think the series is called High Limit, the High Limit Sprint Car Series. Dirk, have you had a chance to read up on this?
0: Nope, nope. Okay. I hadn't seen anything on it. I worked today. so
1: High Limit will feature Larson and other top 410 Sprint Car Drivers from around the the world battling for industry leading purses of the 12 events. Two marquee events are planned to feature a $50,000 to win and a $140,000 total purse. The other 10 events will pay 23,000 to win and 80,000 in total purse. Uh, plus the series offers a year end points fund of about $120,000.
0: Yeah. Well, that'll be the thing that attracts some people, especially after a couple races, if somebody goes out, and wins a few races at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, that's when, uh, the point fund deal becomes, becomes something, yeah. um, 23 to win with an $80,000 purse. So you're given roughly 25% to the winner is not bad. And the other one was what? 50,000 to win with a $140,000 purse. Yep. Yeah. See, that's to me, that's a little top heavy,
1: but it's a th- yeah, it's a, th- according to my math, it's about a third,
0: but a little over a third. You know oh, that's yeah, the yeah. thirty-five, thirty-seven percent bracket, but uh, yeah. So I, you know, and the payback's still going to be good, but I think that's just a little on the top-heavy side. I like that that purse structure, and and my guess is maybe that fifty grand to win show might be a two-day deal with uh, maybe a a forty or a fifty-lap feature, as opposed to one-day shows with twenty-five or thirty-lap features. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, but I don't know. Again, the, I have not read a thing. That's the first time I'm hearing about it.
1: The odd thing about this is that it's focused on being a midweek racing series. So you're talking about a win somewhere on Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday uh, is when they're going to race. So I don't I think they're going to probably build their schedule to, to be smart and not go up against the world of outlaws in any races or any major races. Uh, and with only 12 races on the schedule, it shouldn't be that hard. Uh, That's a lot of freaking money to pay out for a midweek race. Well,
0: obviously they've got some sponsors that are going to come on board with, you know, with their names. Mm -hmm. Um, They uh, will probably put it close at a track close to where the World of Outlaws are having a big race that week. Now they could run their race, you know, at Eagle Raceway on Wednesday night after the Knoxville Nationals.
1: Or run it at Eagle. Uh, I don't know if this would happen. I'm sure Roger would rent the track in October, but what, what's that race at I-80? It's on October uh, 14th, Friday, October 14th. So maybe they run at Eagle on the 12th, on that Wednesday, the 12th.
0: Well, yeah, but they're not starting this series this year, are they? No. Okay. But
1: I'm just giving you an example.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to be one side or the other. Of uh, of a big show somewhere is is the way I see it. Even though there's a lot of tracks that are already doing that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but like I said, with twelve twelve shows over the year, you know, they might kick off and run one down in in Florida during speed weeks or something. Yeah. Or they might run a show out. You know, I kind of doubt they would do that. I was going to say they might run a show similar to that, but run it out west somewhere. But I don't see that. That that would be kind of stupid. I think.
1: Um, the, the only way I see this really working is the fact that Kyle Larson is involved. And as I say that, I also think of another point you're talking about, they got to do midweek stuff because of his obligations in NASCAR. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's
0: why it's midweek. Yeah. If
1: he's going to run this series, first off, I know, I mean, listen, you would be hard pressed to find anybody in the racing world that can sell more tickets than Kyle Larson right now. Uh, right. no, exactly. I would put dirt, uh, Dale Earnhardt up there, probably in front of him. I'm talking anybody in the racing world, but dirt specifically, I think it's Kyle Larson, you know, maybe Tony Stewart, but Tony's getting a little bit past his, uh, limelight. He's still very popular and he still has a huge draw, but I think Kyle Larson is, is bigger than him right now. If Tony Stewart was to show up to a racetrack, he'd sell a ton of tickets, but Kyle Larson would sh- sell more.
0: Right. Kyle Larson, you know, in, in the open wheel world is probably top dog right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got a couple guys still running, you know, with fenders like Lucas Oil cars, you know, you people show up to see Jonathan Davenport, a few guys yeah. like that. And and they're different fans. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people that don't, you know, aren't big sprint car people, but the sprint car people are sprint car people, and that they're gonna they're gonna pay to see Kyle Larson.
1: Yeah. So Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet uh starting a deal, and, and they're good buddies because I believe Kyle is, is he married to Brad's sister or are they just still dating? Um, I
0: don't know if, if they got married yet or not. That, that I, I don't know, but I think they did. Something tells me they did.
1: I can't but, remember. Uh, uh, let's see. Atlanta post-race penalties. Uh, like you called it, Christopher Bell did not receive a penalty for losing a left rear tire on pit road sunday in atlanta during the final stage of the race
0: no penalty at all
1: no penalty at all
0: Hmm. i thought there'd be something a monetary fine or something you know just kind of like a loose lug nut deal you know but you know they just pretty much said it wasn't going to be a four race deal so
1: by the way did you uh we're going back a story but (laughs) did you you see the picture that motor racing media posted with the announcement that michael jordan (laughs) Tyler Reddick is moving to twenty
0: three eleven. Oh yeah, where he's like <laughs> Tyler Reddick up to his knees or something.
1: I, you, I was almost crying. I was laughing so hard at that.
0: Uh, that uh, got into that got into that portion of your brain. I don't know if it's the frontal lobe or cortex or, or wherever those midgets are hiding in your head. <laughs> That's what that yet
1: Absolutely did. It reminds me of a time I remember I was watching a. Sunday night football game, and after the after the football game, Michelle Tafoya, the only reason why I remember her name is because of this, was interviewing, um, Peyton Manning, <laughs> he's obviously a tall fella, and it literally it was the same thing. Like she asked the question, and then she had to hold the microphone up like she was the Statue of Liberty, like her arm was fully extended to get up to his mouth, and I remember sitting there watching the whole interview just laughing. She, her head wasn't even in the shot. <laughs> you, know, yeah, I
0: don't, you guys never paid attention back. And maybe maybe the radio show wasn't up and running yet when Bob Dillner was still doing infield reporting at NASCAR races. But Dillner's 6'10". Wow. And he'd stand next to a NASCAR driver, and he'd basically do the splits. He'd have his feet about five foot apart <laughs> so he could get somewhere down to their height.
1: What's Michael Waltrip? He's six. six. Yeah. He's a tall fella, too.
0: Yeah. He's about six six. And that's about the same size as Peyton Manning. He's about six six.
1: Yeah. I just, I was scumming through the, scamming through, or skimming through the post that we'd made. And I, I, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Uh, Another one that we posted uh, news from MAF TV uh, was that I I don't know what happened here, but the original statement when they announced that MAF TV was going to be joining Flow Racing. And basically going away was that um, people who had subscriptions to MAV TV would be able to get their broadcast simulcast from Flow Racing through their MAV TV account until July 27th. Well, on uh, what Tuesday they announced that they had changed their mind said, however, to ensure maximum customer satisfaction. The date has been moved up to Tuesday, July 12th. Fans looking for new live MAV TV plus programming must now subscribe to flow racing i can't figure out what happened other than it's been a smooth transition and they just want to get rid of mav tv
0: well i'm thinking that mav tv was going to keep all the money and just wanted flow to start providing the service to their their previous customers
1: my understanding is that flow racing purchased mav tv Mm-hmm. And well, and according to the statement later on says anybody that has a subscription to MAV TV for any duration after uh, July 12th will receive a refund for right. the for the portion of that.
0: Yeah, I read all that, okay. and that's what made me think that there was it had to, it
1: got to do something with the money going back and forth. Yeah, I know yeah, there's like a bunch really- of people that are upset, but uh, honestly, there's not a lot of people that are upset about this whole deal because everybody I've talked to said that MAV TV was probably one of the worst streaming providers out there there was constant outages glitchy uh, uh, service and and terrible customer service so I don't I've never heard anybody complain that this deal was happening because flow racing seems to have their stuff back together
0: oh yeah I mean everybody's everything every comment I've made is you know is happy with it yeah you know, and then you got some people that are you know, say, well, just go to the track. Don't worry about any of this stuff, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I'm i still a, a go-to-the-track guy. I, you know.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I obviously, my preference for anybody is go to the racetrack because that's where you're going to get the best sights, sounds, smells, and, and experience. But I do like that, math, or at least, flow does kick a little bit back to the racetracks. Had a conversation with the track owner earlier this week. Um, it is still not a very good kickback. So, um, the racetracks are still kind of getting, excuse the term, but they're still getting kind of screwed with any racing contract or any streaming contract that is required, required by flow racing. So that's a little frustrating. Um, but I'll, I'll continue to, uh, to wait and see if that contract gets any better or if the tracks have any more of leeway. but. Um, I also found out that uh, that ied Speedway is looking to find a different uh, subscriber uh, pr- uh, streaming provider for the silver dollar nationals, but um waiting to see if they have the, uh, the option to be able to do that. Cause there might be there just like with um, Mav TV, who, who ba- who owned the rights to all racing broadcast for Lucas oil sanctioned races, like the ASCS series or the light models. Um, MAV-TV owned the right to have that broadcast. So any track that had a Lucas Oil late model race, they had to have MAV-TV as their provider.
0: Well, if iFlow brought MAV-TV, that contract still stands.
1: Well, and that's, I think that's the argument with, with um, with uh, the Speedway is that MAV-TV, well, let me back up a little bit. Originally the contract for the Silver Dollar Nationals was for dirt, on, was with dirt on dirt. Right. Flow Racing purchased dirt on dirt. That's when Lucas Oil came in and said, "Dirt on dirt no longer exists. You have to have Lucas Oil TV." And there was a big conversation. Some of it not very happy between the Speedway and um, and and MAV TV. I'm sorry, and, and Lucas Oil TV at the time. And uh, eventually, Lucas Oil TV won out. Then MAV TV took over Lucas Oil TV, and now Flow Racing has purchased MAV TV. So the argument for the Speedway is. MAV-TV doesn't exist anymore. That contract is void. Because that was your guys' argument to us three years ago when Dirt on Dirt went away. I don't think they're going to win that argument, but they're trying.
0: Well, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I got all kinds of things to say on that, but none of it means anything. So, yeah,
1: Let's just move along. Uh, but anyways, if you have a uh, MAV-TV account, you need to purchase a Flow Racing account. And to be honest with you, there's people complaining about $150 a month or $150 a year. That's nothing. I mean, you watch 10 or 15 races and you've paid for that subscription. I think full Racing does a good job. I would just prefer they kick back a little bit more money to the racetracks.
0: Well, at, at $150 for the year, if you watch four races, if you go watch four Lucas Oil races, you've paid for it.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: You know, it, I think it's $35. I don't remember how it worked out. For IED next week. I think it's $35 Thursday, but like $40 on Saturday or something like that. Yeah. I could be I could be wrong. I just remember it's $40 on Saturday. And I don't remember what the other nights was, but I, I think it was Thursday with the you know, the go fifty, I think was thirty-five. And then I think Friday's dropped down a little bit and then back to forty dollars, something like that.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Unfortunately, we got to end the news segment on uh, a really sad note. Uh, friends of mine, acquaintances of mine, I don't think we've ever had Adam Verbka on the show. Do you remember?
0: Uh, for some reason, I'm thinking we did have Adam on.
1: I, I, maybe we. I don't remember having him on, but um, him and his uh, fiance Heather announced a while ago that they were expecting, and um, they it was. Uh, they they had a, a gender reveal party, and and they're having twins, but. Unfortunately, they found out earlier this week that, um, they have, uh, they're, they're dealing with something called twin to twin transfusion syndrome. Unfortunately, there's not much the doctors in Nebraska can do. They can take care of it. So let's see, this was published on Tuesday. So on Wednesday, they went to Denver to see a specialist and to see if they'll be able to stop it. But, um, the baby A has been uh, apparently, uh, so there's baby A and baby B, and baby A has been without fluid going on about three weeks. No. So not a good deal there. And they knew that when when they were diagnosed or when they'd gotten more uh, scans about the the pregnancy and how it was going, that this was a possibility. So they've been bracing for it, but it ain't certainly ain't easy when you get all excited to have kids and then something like this happens. So um, there's been an absolute ton of people that have sent uh, send their love and prayers out to them and just asking if you guys could too because regardless of what happens they're going to need everybody's support
0: so is, is baby b doing okay then
1: she never really said in her post okay um yeah she never really said anything about the second baby
0: okay well so i mean i'm gathering you know that no news is good news type of deal in, in that situation
1: yeah, and, and let me check over to her account and see if there's anything updated on on uh, Wednesday afternoon of what's happened. Nope, she hasn't posted since uh, Tuesday, so don't know if she would post again on Wednesday night or Thursday morning, but um, as of we recorded Wednesday night, we there wasn't any posts. All right, let's uh, get to the weekend preview of Racing Thursday. Uh, Thursday Night Thunder at US 30. It's Liver Cancer Awareness Night at the races uh let's see oh 15 for adults kids 10 and under getting for free pit passes are 30 bucks there's going to be a silent auction at us 30 uh drawing for a chance to assist flagmen during the features concession stand specials proceeds will go to karen carol shockley uh gonna be a race of modified sport modified stock cars and hobby stocks again that's thursday night starting at 720 with hot laps national anthem at about 7:55 and racing at eight o'clock. Uh, be a cool race to get out to um, again, uh, liver cancer awareness night at uh, US 34 IMCA weekly racing.
0: And I hope I'm not jinxing them, but it looks like they finally got the weather to get a race. In.
1: <laughs> well, now it's going to rain.
0: Uh, they have, they have just had a lousy, oh, lousy. Absolutely.
1: Start. Absolutely. Uh little sunset speedway for the carts at 80 speedway is on for Thursday night. Friday, we're looking at Beatrice is going to be racing. Um, they've got modified, sport mod, stock cars, hobby stock, sport compacts. Fifteen dollars for adults, kids six to twelve get in for five bucks. Kids five and under get in for free. Racing starts at seven thirty. Uh, Boone County Raceway is doing Fan Appreciation Night. If you have a ticket to the Tanner Pelster Memorial, you can get in for free. If you don't, you're just paying five bucks. Like Lane Cornwell said in the in the uh, interview. Uh, in turn number one, that um, all drivers get in for free. So apparently Boone's not interested in making money at night. <laughs> well,
0: you know, it. my guess is, you know, they had enough of a crowd last week that they can give a little back.
1: Well, and hopefully, you know, the, the, what a great way, because, you know, drivers always complain about how expensive it is to get into the racetracks. Uh, but what a cool way to uh, allow drivers that maybe not go, would not go race Albion, um, to go up there and check out the track and you know um, th- they may get a good pits and like you and i have always talked about um pit concessions may make up for it hand over fist and so would grandstand concessions and beer sales um these these tracks always seem to make a little bit more money when they do uh free nights or five dollar admission or whatever and it's a packed grandstand and you sell a ton of beer and a ton, ton of food
0: Well, they've got the extra money that they normally would have spent that extra 10 bucks that they normally would have spent getting in that they can, you know, buy an extra
1: beverage or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. And what I learned is that, um, from racetrack selling, you make the racetrack makes more money off of selling a $10 beer than they do off of a $10 ticket because of all of the, um, entertainment fees and taxes that the state of Nebraska imposes on the racetracks. Yep. Uh, Crawford County Speedway, Dennis and Iowa also racing. Go ahead. Sorry. I
0: was just going to say that's those taxes and stuff and entertainment fees. That's just stuff people don't know about. Yeah. You know, that aren't in the business, so to speak.
1: You get irritated at the, at the fees from uh, like Ticketmaster, which I have myself. Most of those fees are state imposed. Uh, And I'm not going to say all of them because Ticketmaster certainly takes their fees. Oh yeah. And they take them a second time and then a, then a third time and, they're a terrible, terrible organization. Uh, Crawford County Speedway, Dennis, and Iowa racing on Friday night. Also, uh, I'd love to get you more information on that, but they haven't posted anything yet on uh, Wednesday night for Friday's races. Uh, let's see. The Midwest Midget Championship is going to be at Fairbury, Nebraska, uh, Jefferson County Raceway. That's going to be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No, that's going to be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday show. Fourteenth, fifteenth. No, that is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday show. What am I thinking? Uh, so that's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday show. 10000 to win, 500 to start. Non-wing and restricted micros. General admission on Friday is 20 bucks, 30 on Saturday. High school kids and younger get in for $5. bucks. JeffersonCountySpeedway.com for more information. That looks like a fun race. I don't have anything going on. Uh, I don't think I have anything going on Friday night. I might oh, have listen. a... Uh, Uh, this
0: is also midget race cars not your kind of midgets no okay but i do like midget nationals i think you're there all weekend i really
1: do i'm camping ahead of time (laughs) (laughs) i think i've got a buddy from uh well i was growing up i think his 40th birthday is on friday so i i might need to go down there and miss that but if not i will be at i'd love to go over to uh, jefferson county raceway uh, let's see, Saturday, Eagle Raceway Fan Appreciation Night, $5 to get in for uh, adults. And kids 6 to 12 get in for 5 bucks. So anybody above 6 gets in for 5 bucks. Anybody under 5 gets in for free. 50-50 raffle that night is going to be benefiting the ALS of the Heartland. Uh, that is Tom Grosso's uh, passion. I think his wife passed away of ALS.
0: Yes, I believe so.
1: During intermission, there's going to be the Water balloon toss for the officials. So if you've never been a part of this or seen it happen, you could buy water balloons um, ahead of time that all go to the non-qualifiers fund for the Race Saver Nationals. Then during intermission, all of the officials line up on the concourse on the very front where, that, where the uh, guardrail is, uh, right in front of the fans. I'm having a tough time kind of describing that area. I don't want to say concourse because that's where all the concessions are up above, right? That, down there below, right? Where you would walk down that ramp to go down underneath the flag away. stand and get on the track.
0: Yeah, just the walkway, the area between the track and the ground yep. stand.
1: So. Yep. they line up there and all the fans get to throw water balloons at the race officials. And that does include Roger Hayden and James Rowland and myself and Roger er, and Racine. Uh, the turn guys, the tech officials, everybody has to come up and get a water balloon thrown at them. It's a lot of fun, and the money goes goes towards the uh, non qualifiers fund for the Race Saver Nationals.
0: And not that I'm, you know, advocating this, but you know, it wouldn't be a shame if a few people carried some eggs in.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. We don't need to be wasting eggs. Those are expensive these days.
0: Well, that's why nobody will probably do it. But, you know, There's a few farmers that stop out there that probably got some chickens, and they might be able to sneak an egg in or two, and then you hope you get the water balloons to wash the egg off. But, you know. uh,
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I will tell you guys this. I have said this in the past, and I will say it again this year, and it will be again this year. If I see you throw a water balloon at me and I catch it, I get to throw it back at you. Just fair warning. You get to throw it at me, I get to throw it at you.
0: How many did you throw back last
1: year? Uh, Two or three. I I was pretty good at dodgeball in high school. And I pegged one kid right in the head. He had it coming too. I do not feel bad about it at all. I have not seen on the Eagle Raceway Facebook page yet if they're changing up the running order. I'm going to pull that up and just see if maybe they have announced that. But uh, I did hear that they got a shipment of of tires in, although it was a small shipment. So... I don't think they're going to change up the order. I think the sprint cars are probably going to run first again uh, on Saturday at uh, at Eagle. Uh, July 16th, Saturday at Adams County Speedway is uh, ACS Hall of Fame night featuring um, B Mod Driver Appreciation Night. Uh, free giveaways and souvenirs. Thanks to many of the uh, ACS B Mod, A- ACS B Mod drivers and teams so a lot of cool things going on there. Adams County Speedway on Saturday and then Shelby County Speedway. I'm kind of speeding things up a little bit because we're running out of time for this episode. But. Shelby County Speedway, I believe the Malvern Bank Super Late Models is going to be there. Three thousand to win on Saturday. This weekend's race at New Hampshire. Last time we were here, Eric Almarola got the win. Looks like it might have been a shortened race. Two hundred and ninety three laps.
0: Yeah, that would be shortened. Um i'm
1: for some reason i think it was shortened because of darkness that's that doesn't that kind of rings a bell uh that's kind of
0: popping into my head because yeah i think it's i think they i think they run 301 laps is their standard race but i think it got shortened because of darkness
1: they ran a total of 309.994 miles (laughs) that's a very precise number and i just think that's kind of funny that wouldn't be an advertised distance i would say they would probably run a 350 mile race which would probably put it at 301 but you would know that math better than me
0: well New Hampshire is supposed to be just a one mile track and for some reason i was thinking they always ran 400 lap races there but i could be wrong on that too um and it could have been a 400 mile race it barely got past halfway
1: Oh, and by the way, uh, you're absolutely right. Entry list for the Ambetter 301 NASCAR Cup Series race at New Hampshire. Yeah, it's 301 laps. Okay. Uh, so Christopher Bell gets second. Brad Kozlowski comes home third. Joey Logano fourth. Ryan Blaney fifth. Harvick, Larson, Chastain, Bowman, and Hamlin your top 10. Bad days for Kyle Busch. Only completed eight laps. He was involved in an accident. Finished 37th. Not really seeing anybody else. Chase Briscoe finished 27th. Chase Elliott, 18th. Austin Dillon, 17th. Sunday's race is uh, set for 3 o'clock. Uh, so 2 o'clock Central Time. Stage breaks at 70 and 185. And then the race conclusion will be at 301. Get your picks in on time for the Rick Haven Ridge Pick'ems Contest. Um, anything we missed, Dirk?
0: I don't think so. I'm not sure what's going on up at Ottawa for the straight line boys. I'm sure they've got something going on this weekend up there. They had their big uh, IHRA points meet last week, which uh, seemed to be a rounding success and they had uh, a resounding success. They had uh, pictures of a lot of the winners and whatnot. So I'm glad they were able to get weather, you know, to cooperate and get that big race in for them. That's nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure they've got something going on and they might even have their test in tune on Friday and then the race is over the weekend,
1: so. Wow, I just got another article that I want to talk about. First thing that popped up when I refreshed my Facebook feed from RacingAmerica.com, Kyle Larson is expected to miss the Chili Bowl Nationals site's purse as a factor. Cole Newhoffen, who we've had on the show before, posted this about a half hour uh, as we were recording the show. Does Emmett think people are idiots or what grandstand tickets are $365 per person for the week pit passes are $300 per person for the week Add a streaming service revenue, sponsorships, t-shirts, and other things that generate income. Uh, KKM pays for Saturday's a main purse alone. Do not blame them one bit. I'm guessing the chili bowl pays for a certain someone's racing operation for the year and a whole lot more No possible way that the Tulsa shootout and the chili bowl don't make enough money where they can't raise the purse. Kyle knows how much they make off the streaming rights or else he wouldn't be doing this.
0: Well, um, the only thing I'll say is the fact that they build that track inside. Mm -hmm. I can imagine their diesel fuel bill is up probably 25 or 30% this year. Probably between hauling the dirt in moving the dirt around that whole deal. I'm thinking their expenses are way up this year, probably. So you know, well,
1: you don't have a guy like Kyle Larson coming, and uh, that might hurt ticket sales. That might shock them into to paying just a little bit more. But we'll have to wait and see on that one.
0: Yeah, I I don't know, but you know, I mean, I my truck driving buddy, well, you know, Dave, Dave Wilson, yep. just uh, he was up in Wyoming yesterday, and he saw he saw diesel up in Wyoming over six dollars a gallon. You know, I was listening to the radio today, people buying gas down in They said the average gas right now in the US, it was 460 something. I don't remember what the exact penny was, 465, whatever. Yep. It's an average across the United States right now. And everybody down in the Southwest has been driving across the border to Mexico because it's $3 a gallon. (laughs) And it is raising all kinds of holy hell down there at all the border crossings.
1: Of course. Of course. Anyhow. That's going to do it for us for today's show. Big thanks to Lane Cornwell for joining us. Thanks to all of you guys for listening to us. Big thanks to Quaker Steak and Lou for all their support. Tailored Computers and Repair for the continued technical support. And, of course, thanks you to Rick Haven Ridge for their support. Don't forget to get your picks in on time. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the Front Stretch presented by Joe's Carding.
2: Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Carding. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak & Lube.
0: The official watering hole of the front stretch has you covered any day of the week with the best wings, great burgers, and amazing steaks. Each weekday from 4 to 6 is happy hour, featuring dollar-off draft and well drinks, plus $4 luberitas. Mondays are kids' night. Tuesdays are all-you-can-eat wings for $12.95. And the lube even delivers to the Council Bluffs area. Like Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs on Facebook for a full list of weekly events. Get too quick to steak and lube. Mid-America Drive, Council Bluffs.